Okay, we're back. And during the commercial break, um, I was actually telling Ari about the town I grew up in outside of Philadelphia called Lower Marion High School, a.k.a. Kobe Bryant's town. That's right. Kobe Town. Mm-hmm. I went to Kobe's high school, and as I was saying to him, um, they when they rebuilt the school, and I think it was like 2009, they named the new gymnasium and auditorium after him, and it's now Bryant Gymnasium and Auditorium. Um, they I named the whole school after him, the Kobe Bryant Lower Marion High School. Everybody would flock there. Yeah, exactly. Well, if it was less expensive, they would flock there. Yeah, it's a, so much of Lower Marion is very expensive. Oh, they're charging crazy money now. I bet that. But yeah, they in the um, memorial that service they had for him for the whole school. Um, after what happened, they all ended up. Um, they brought everyone in the gymnasium, lowered his jersey, and everything. Yeah, and you know that jersey is actually sold on Michelin Nest. I bet there's a lot of people like buying it. I even saw it when I was in LA for the tribute. But uh, yeah, like man, he's every jersey he wore and every number he wore. We're gonna be wearing those forever. We, we're gonna be rocking and remembering Kobe for real. He was one of the best of all time. Oh yeah, you know, like you know, just because he passed, I'm always gonna say. He's not the Michael Jordan. He's the Kobe Bryant. Like Tom Brady is the Kobe Bryant of football. Screech Powers was the Kobe Bryant of sitcom TV. You know, I, I weigh everything on Kobe standard. Well, one record that Kobe beat of Jordan's, um, Kobe is literally num. Kobe is literally number two of all time for most points scored in one game. Um. The record held, of course, by Wilt Chamberlain, who scored oh, yeah. One, yeah 100 points one game, and Kobe's second with 81 points in one game. Jordan's. Yeah, yeah I love talking about Kobe, man. Yo, we should do a podcast on Kobe, like a whole nostalgic, like, like everything has gone down. Hey, we still have 27 <laughs> minutes. Why not? <laughs> uh, you want to talk Kobe? Okay, cool. But yeah, um, what's it called? Um, so yeah, Jordan's only fourth in terms of most points in one game, right after David Robinson. David Robinson seventy-one and Jordan's sixty-nine points. Oh yeah, I remember that game. That guy, you know, it look, you know, in those games you're in the zone so much. It looks, it feels like you're throwing a, a ball in, in the ocean. You know, everything swish, none but net, baby. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah. So, what, you went to the high school. Like, how was it? Did, did there uh, was there a lot of stories that came up about him? Were there a lot of like newspaper clippings and stuff? Um, how was? Yeah, but also the other thing is, even when I was, I, um, I went there a few years after him. But even when I was there, that's one sport that Lower Marion's always been known for having a great team in is basketball because yeah even the four years that i was there we had a great team and 
my my junior year, I think it was, we actually made it all the way to like the state finals. Oh yeah, sweet. Yeah, there's a lot of pride in that school, you know. Yeah, Kobe Spirit lives on forever. The complete opposite of our football team. I don't know if that's gotten any better, but when I went there, our football team was like one of the worst in the country. <laughs> Where was it? Was it like in Philadelphia? Where was it like the suburbs or actually? Yeah, yeah, it was the suburbs. It was like less than it was about ten minutes outside the city. Ah, I see. But yeah, so did you were did you like qualify to get in? Like, what kind of school was it? Oh no, it was a public school. Ah, sweet, cool. Did you hoop it up on that court? Um, unfortunately, I, I wasn't that good. I was actually decent at basketball as a teenager. I really liked playing, but yeah, our basketball team was just way too good. I, 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 I wasn't half that good that I could make it on Lower Marion's team, <laughs> especially not their varsity. Maybe you could have been a manager or something, like a water boy or something. Yeah, I learned the hard way that when I did actually try out for the team my sophomore year and wow I could not believe the kind of aggression that the people who were there trying out for the at tryouts had with their yeah. body like I'm like and we're competitors I played on my varsity team I played the last three years the first year I was a manager though I always remember that I was like a stat taker like I, I like sit near the scoreboard like I'd be like doing I was a scoreboard guy basically and the scoreboard and the stat book guy but yeah, I think during tryouts, once um, I got knocked down by like two aggressive guys trying out, and it felt like I was knocked down by giant medicine balls. I'm like, how do they do that with their bodies? Yeah. <laughs> you felt like you got, you got hit by some running backs or something. <laughs> it, it felt like what? Keep in shape, man. Definitely during tryouts. Oh my god. You know, everybody's got that feeling, you know, oh, I got to make the team, I'm trying to make the cut, you know, I got to be a cut above everybody else. That's, I love that feeling, man. Yeah, but after seeing just how hard it was trying to get onto Lower Marion's basketball team, I was kind of relieved that I didn't make the team. I was just like, during tryouts, I'm like, wow, this is just way too much. <laughs> Yeah, oh, yeah, you know, at that point, you got to decide, you know, am I going to continue with the athletic life or I'm going to try something else? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure you, you started getting into comedy about that time, did you? Well, funny enough, um, I was always more into theater than sports, but basketball was where I made an exception. And I did, in, for a couple of years in high school, I was on the wrestling team, but... Yeah, talk about a yeah sport that hurts. Um, after I decided to quit after both those two years getting slammed on my head a few too many times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would explain all the demented jokes you tell. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And talk about aggressive people, uh, athletes at the school. I remember this one kid on the team who was like super tiny but he was like the most vicious um aggressive guy you'll meet he had like a really short fuse 
I'll never forget once when, because he found out I stole a lifesaver from him, so he chased me downstairs and he gripped Jack, He gripped I think that guy is psychotic, bro. That oh. guy belongs at the mental institute. Oh, he was, and he literally, he gripped me up by the neck. I almost choked on, I choked on his lifesaver as he's gripping me up and was telling me he was going to literally rip my neck off if I took another one. And Star Wars fans? What are, I don't... I guess you guys get kind of cutthroat about your uh, your Star Wars uh, souvenirs. Un no, this was a Lifesaver candy. Oh, it was candy? Yeah, oh not a Lifesaver. I said a Lifesaver. It was a... Yeah, a, a Lifesaver. Philly Nights. Uh, Philly Nights were just fucking... You guys are fucking nuts back then, man. Yeah, but Philly's crazy, man. I, I hear it's I hear even more horror tales in like New York or Boston. Oh yeah, but yeah, what's it called? So uh, I took a lifesaver from his pack of lifesavers, and he chased me downstairs, and that's why he gripped me up and choked me, and told me he was gonna literally rip my neck off again if I took one more. <laughs> Wait, wait, you're saying lifesaver candy or lightsaber no, Star Wars? No, lifesaver candy. Oh. Yeah, it was all over a stolen... Why were they, why were they get upset because you took their candy? That sounds like some like second-grade shit, man. Yeah, well, that's how in crazy this guy was, and he was so tiny, and I was literally afraid to go back upstairs to the gym for the rest of practice, and... I told this other guy why I was afraid to come back in, and he told him, he's like, yeah, he should be scared. Motherfucker stole from me. It's a crime to steal. That was his <laughs> response. <laughs> yeah, it was all yeah. over a sink. You gotta learn how to tell jokes and, you know, make people, uh, make people laugh instead of fucking trying to stick you in a locker like Screech. But yeah, and the next day he was still pissed about it and still held a grudge over a single lifesaver. Ugh. That's awful. I would never want to go to a school like that. That don't sound like no public school shit. Yeah. Nah. Oh, <laughs> why do you think I never moved back after I finished college when I came down here? Yeah. So, yeah, how do you like living down there in Miami? Do you ha ever have any episodes where you feel like screech and, and you gotta like... Or you feel... How do you feel out there in Miami? Oh, I love it. I mean, um, but I've always been a much bigger fan of like a more urbanized environment. Like, um, and by that, I don't, um, I'm perfectly fine with living in the suburbs. But yeah, I could, I, I would not want to live somewhere that's more rural, like where you're not really near any major metro area, like. Here in Broward County in the Fort Lauderdale area, it's more suburban than Miami City proper, but um, it's still easy access to the big city and a lot of big city amenities around us. So, Do you take the lift a lot, the Uber lift, or you just you just drive around? Um, yeah, I drive around, but ironically enough, I actually actually took a Uber to get here today because my car's been in the shop all day having a, its oil change. Oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, you'll get it back up. You'll get it back up and running. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, they actually... The, this is how nice and trusting of me the garage is. is they left it for me um, with my key underneath the seat for me to pick up tonight once I leave here. And um, they know that I'm going to come back tomorrow to give up, to pay for it. Yeah, you'll get it back in no time, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, uh, you know, I, let's uh, let's try to do some comedy at the Villain Theater. How, how far is that from your area? Um, I would say, well, Lindsay's, like, really distracted now, but I would say it's about maybe a half hour from where we live. A half hour drive? Yeah, a half hour drive. Fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it, it looks like a cool spot, man. It'd be nice. And where do you where do you open mics again? Where's the area and what's the name of it? Um, there's actually numerous different venues where I do open mic at. Um, what's it called? Based and it keeps on changing. Like a lot of times, there'll be rooms where they'll have a show for a while. It doesn't work out. Gets discontinued but then there's millions of other venues to choose from that on the same nights that also have open mics so yeah you basically oh, that's great that's good to know uh where do you go that's close to you you said you're you're in hollywood near fort lauderdale broward county is there any like open mics there uh yeah there's tons um what's it called i'm sure there's some going on tonight even but yeah i'm sure well but, but yeah, my, one of my most consistent rooms and nights is Sunday night in Fort Lauderdale. We go to this Kava place called Shipwreckers. Do you know what Kava is? Um, I've I've seen it on her podcast on on the podcast y'all do. Uh, but no, I've I've never seen any pictures of it. So. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm curious about the open mics out there, and I, I am pretty uh, real and serious about moving out there. But yeah, I think you should, um, especially since um, the comedy scene, I would say, is significantly less stressful here than in New York, because New York's like the... Um, like to comedy, what NBA is to basketball players, it's like... It's everybody trying to be the best of the best and one up one another. And here I feel like there's a much more of a support group towards most people. That's good news. Yeah, I like knowing that. Um, how are the crowds though? Like, how how are your open mics? Like, how many people show up it's in the crowd? Death, well, depending on where you go. Yeah, it varies from room to room, like there, or even from week to week. Like there'll be certain rooms where one week the crowd will be terrible the next week they'll be amazing and then vice versa week after week ship records that's a cool spot to plug you're you're promoting it but yeah in kava it's not alcohol it's like a south pacific herbal beverage where it's unique in that the effect it has um it gives you like a body high, but not a mind high. So it's almost like smoking weed that doesn't affect your mind, but makes you st- makes your body lazy still. 
Dope, yeah. I can't wait to get faded with you guys, for real. Not gonna lie, though, it does taste kind of nasty. It tastes like dirt water. Most people are given, <laughs> yeah, are given slices of pineapple to um ch to chase it down with after each gulp. I already did. Yeah, wherever there's like a crowd of like fifteen or twenty people, I would love to do an open mic there. You know, like it doesn't have to be immediately, but if I came out there, it'd be nice to have you know a dozen people, maybe more. Wherever you know that has a place like that, I'm I'm ready to go out there. And the last room I did was last Thursday at this um Irish pub in um Fort Lauderdale. It's called Kelly Brothers. And um yeah, the show was hosted by a buddy of mine named Sean Mullins, who's this guy's amazing. He's like twenty two and he's one of the most active people on the local scene. Oh, is he? I haven't heard of him. But, yeah, um, if you came down here, you would. But, yeah, he has, like, four rooms a week, at least, it seems like. And and what's what? it? Yeah, he keeps on finding more and more, and so many people show up to each one of his shows. Well, yeah, I mean, if, if he's a, a big-time guy, you know, then you should try to follow that lead. Yeah, I always told Dan that's the people he should be hanging out with are the people that are doing a lot of rooms weekly and that are getting good crowds that aren't as stiff. Yeah, Lindsay knows best, you know. I think it's good to follow her. She she knows which people to hit up and um, which mics to do. So I'm, I'm ready to like, follow your lead. I'm, I'm, I can't wait, actually. But the transportation, didn't you say you were scared about it? Are we on air right now? Um, well, actually, no, we're being, we're recording, but yeah, no, I haven't broadcasted it yet, just yet. Okay, you want to just talk, uh, just talk normally? Um, normally and funny? Yeah, we All can. Right. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm a bit worried about that, but, you know, I just, I realize, you know, they don't have income tax out there in Florida, but I bet I'm going to be paying everything just by Uber and Lyft prices. It seems like every day I'm going to be using that, the Uber. Because, yeah, if you could save up for, like, a cheap car or something, that would be your best bet. Because once you actually have a car, you get used, you kind of get used to the not-so-great public transportation here. Um Luckily, it's not the it's not as spread out as like Southern Cali, especially L.A. So you're not stuck in traffic forever. But um, yeah, I would try to save up to get possibly like a cheap used car if you could for when you move here. Yeah, you can actually get a pretty decent car for like thirty five hundred. Yeah, some even less than that. Yeah. And then insurance isn't even that bad. If you don't have a lot of DUIs and stuff like me, the insurance is like 125. I don't know if we can hear you from back there. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you fine. Um, yeah, like whenever you went to open mics, like I was imagining that, that we might roll together. You know, like I'd be, not every time, but there'd be times that I would be down to like go to venues as you do. Oh yeah, absolutely. We could always carpool. Um, yeah, what's it called? Lindsay has her own car, so she normally meets me at the venues. But um, 
Yeah, we, but you can definitely hitch a ride with either one of us each and every time. Cool. Oh, I love it, man. Or, yeah, that would be great. You know, I, I try to, you know, and I, I think you have a keen eye for which places to go. So I think that we'll have a great adventure for sure. But I think Dan needs to start. I know Dan is willing to travel far for good rooms. Like I've seen him travel 45 minutes for... For example, Taurus, you would travel far. I think you should start traveling far. You know, I, I actually showed uh, Ari Carl Remy and Ramon Garcia. Those are two guys that you should travel far to do take classes with at the improv, where there's actually bricks on the wall. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know about taking classes, but yeah, I'd, you know, I'd love to go to the improv. That's like your that's like your laugh factory out there. Yeah, it is. That's where you should go. You need to talk to them. And if you don't want to talk, I can always call them. And honest, I definitely want to talk to them. You got like you got stars as friends. I really want to. I want to be involved with your social circle. And funny enough, I actually do take well unofficial private classes, but with somebody who's not actually a comedian himself, but who's a good buddy of mine in LA who was a child star back in the eighties and nineties. Um, do you, uh, you grew up in, you were born in the eighties, raised in the nineties, right? Uh, what? Were you born in the eighties, raised in the nineties like myself? Um, uh, yeah, for the most part. My sisters are older than me, though. So like, I kind of like, I grew up when I, when I was younger, they were older than me. So I was like watching a lot of stuff like at from a young age. Um, but yeah, East Coast for sure. I'm, I'm Brooklyn, baby. But, but yeah, I was going to ask um, you might be too young. Do you remember that Nickelodeon show, Salute Your Shorts? Nah. Yeah, he's, he's, you're, you're 10 years older than him. Do you remember, um, you've seen Terminator 2, right? Yeah, I actually heard your podcast about it. I really enjoyed that one. I liked, you were talking about, like, child stars like Edward Furlong, and you mentioned, um, you mentioned the Terminators, and it brought me back, man. Do you remember in the yeah. first half hour of the second one, his, his best friend with the red mullet on the dirt bike? The, yeah, I remember that podcast. Yeah, it was like some other dude that wasn't Edward Furlong, right? Yeah, his best friend in the first half hour who had the red mullet, and he was uh, he had the dirt bike. Um, but yeah, that's a good. His name's Dan. Yeah, his name's Danny Cooksey. He's a good friend of mine. He lives in LA, and each week we meet via Skype, and he helps me write new material. Awesome. Uh, it's a good friend to have. Yeah, man. I like your click. I like your crew. I'm sure you would remember him from, um, he was the voice of Stoop Kid in that one episode of Hey Arnold. I don't know these shows. I don't, what was that? Schwarzenegger or something? No, Hey Arnold. That was a cartoon on Nickelodeon in the late 90s. Ah. <laughs> uh. I thought you saw talking about like Terminator, like a spinoff. Yeah, and he was the voice of Montana Max and Tiny Toon Adventures. You're probably too young to remember that, too. Well, how do you know all these people, man? Jesus. 
Um, him, I actually, funny enough, um, met on randomly on one of the 90s Nickelodeon fan pages on Facebook. I'm part of where Salute Your Shorts was my all-time favorite kid show besides Saved by the Bell. That was my other all-time favorite. Um, but yeah, and so I, I wrote a post and I was describing like every detail of every episode so in-depthly then out of the blue i see him comment on my posts and he goes ha 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 you remember more than i do and he was starred on it <laughs> and so i'm like holy shit it's one of my childhood idols like you know like voice actors and well like, he you know characters from like all these your podcast is perfect for your knowledge thank you and you know the awful awful kid right oh uh, yeah well he well um ari wanted to know who the awful awful kid was that was on that was a salute your shorts character but yeah i'm friends with him too i'm friends with two of the main cast members from that show and the girl from all that did you message her Oh yeah, well, um, he she's talking about this girl Lori Beth Denberg who starred on the show All That in the '90s. But yeah, um, her I I I don't actually know personally. I'm Facebook friends with her, and I've interacted with her briefly. But um, yeah, I haven't actually um interacted for a while with her yet. Like I have some of the others. Yeah, you get so much, uh, so much participation from people. I, I definitely one of my favorite podcasts with, with Alex Vincent because he was so professional. He was one of my faves. I think so. Oh yeah, you, you know that that really caught my eye. You know, I saw your Instagrams and I saw the uh, comedian pictures, and I was like, wow, I didn't know so many stars was going was was swimming in the waters in Miami. My God, I got to go see what that's about. Yeah, they all come here. It's Miami. What do you think? <laughs> but yeah, coming up on the three and a half minute mark, um, the, is there any um, crucial questions that either you wanted to ask Ari or Ari that you wanted to ask us? Myself? Um, I have three minutes left. If you okay, want so, anyone to check out your new fake Instagram that you just made four days ago, your Facebook, anything? Plug? Are we on air right now? Yeah. We're, we're only three minutes, so we're asking you if there's yeah, anything you want to say. The clock's running down, so. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't know. Uh, yeah, most of my friends follow my stuff on Facebook. Uh, Ari Temple, A-R-I-T-E-M-P-L-E. Um, yeah, I have an Instagram, ari.teacher24, uh, but mostly just, uh, check my stuff on, on Facebook and, and you have you YouTube, you have stand-up YouTube? Um, yeah, the stand-up that I have, you can find on my Facebook profile. Okay. On my, on my public views. And I also put it on my Instagram too. I have a new Instagram handle. I'm coming to Miami. My fucking IG is Antonio Montana Mania 95. And I got lots of pictures there and uh, links in the comments of my videos as well as audio. So if anyone's curious, 
about what kind of jokes I draw, you can find it there. Your jokes are amazing. He does uh, he does the same jokes as you almost. They're oh, really? a lot the same. You heard some of my stuff? Yeah, you sent it to me. I listened, I listened really? to the first five minutes. And remember you said something about being Jewish and eating Chinese food. And I'm like, wow, it sounds like Dan's comedy. <laughs> yeah, we all got that. We came, we came from the same uh, tribe there. <laughs> but yeah, definitely, yeah. I would let um, advertise. I was your... living in China. I'm eating Chinese food every day, and I'm watching a movie. It's Christmas every day. Woo! I would advertise yourself to, <laughs> and if you need help with promoting yourself down here, I I can send any advertisements of you down here to like any of the big comics on the scene down here that I know, and I'll do my best to try to help you transition into the scene down here. Yeah, I'm, I love that, man. Uh, you know, I'm just going to focus on that one spot. I'm going to try to get up in that villain theater, and I'll, try, I'll roll with you to the open mics. And but most of all, from a personal side, I'm, I'm trying to get everything situated with the work and the, and the housing thing. But uh, I'm ready to make this jump. And thanks to you guys, especially Lindsay, and uh, this cool podcast. You know, it gives me great reason to come out there. Well, it was. It's been such a pleasure having you on this episode. And to everybody okay. listening, yeah. um, this concludes another episode of Vanilla Weiss and the Nostalgic Nerds. And in a few months or whenever, our very special guest tonight is able to get his way, find his way down to Miami. First look for him at the Villain Theater. And thank you, Lindsay Denae White, for joining us once again. Of course, as always. I love you guys. Okay, we're back. And uh, during the commercial break, um, I was actually telling Ari about the town I grew up in outside of Philadelphia called Lower Marion High School, a.k.a. Kobe Bryant's town. That's right. Kobe Town. Mm-hmm. I went to Kobe's high school, and as I was saying to him, um, they when they rebuilt the school, and I think it was like 2009, they named the new gymnasium and auditorium after him, and it's now Bryant Gymnasium and Auditorium. Um, they I named the whole school after him, the Kobe Bryant Lower Marion High School. Everybody would flock there. Yeah, exactly. Well, if it was less expensive, they would flock there. Yeah, it's a, so much of Lower Marion is very expensive. Oh, they're charging crazy money now. I bet that. But yeah, they in the um, memorial that service they had for him for the whole school um, after what happened, they all ended up. Um, they brought everyone in the gymnasium, lowered his jersey, and everything. Yeah, and you know that jersey is actually sold on Michelin Nest. I bet there's a lot of people like buying it. I even saw it when I was in LA for the tribute. But uh, yeah, like man, he's every jersey he wore and every number he wore. We're gonna be wearing those forever. We, we're gonna be rocking and remembering Kobe for real. He was one of the best of all time. Oh yeah, you know, like you know, just because he passed, I'm always gonna say. 
he's not the Michael Jordan, he's the Kobe Bryant. Like Tom Brady is the Kobe Bryant of football. Screech Powers was the Kobe Bryant of sitcom TV. You know, I, I weigh everything on Kobe's standard. Well, one record that Kobe beat of Jordan's, um, Kobe is literally num. Kobe is literally number two of all time for most points scored in one game. Um, the record held, of course, by Wilt Chamberlain, who scored oh, yeah. One, yeah 100 points one game, and Kobe's second with 81 points in one game. Jordan's. Yeah, I love talking about Kobe, man. Yo, we should do a podcast on Kobe, like a whole nostalgic, like, like everything that's gone down. Hey, we still have 27 minutes. Why not? <laughs> uh, you want to talk Kobe? Okay, cool. But yeah, um, what's it called? Um, so yeah, Jordan's only fourth in terms of most points in one game, right after David Robinson. David Robinson 71 and Jordan's 69 points. Oh yeah, I remember that game. That guy, you know, it looked, you know, in those games you're in the zone so much. It looks, it feels like you're throwing a, a ball in, in the ocean. You know, everything swish, none but net, baby. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah. So what, you went to the high school. Like, how was it? Did, did there uh, was there a lot of stories that came up about them? Were there a lot of like newspaper clippings and stuff? Um, how was? Yeah, but also the other thing is even when I was I, – um, I went there a few years after him, but even when I was there, that's one sport that Lower Marion's always been known for having a great team in is basketball because, yeah, even the four years that I was there, we had a great team. And my, my junior year, I think it was, we actually made it all the way to, like, the state finals – Oh, yeah? Sweet. Yeah, there's a lot of pride in that school, you know? Yeah, Kobe Spirit lives on forever. The complete opposite of our football team. I don't know if that's gotten any better, but when I went there, our football team was, like, one of the worst in the country. <laughs> Where was it? Was it, like, in Philadelphia? Where Was it, like, the suburbs or actually yeah. city? Yeah, it was the suburbs. It was, like, less than – it was about 10 minutes outside the city. Ah, I see. But yeah. So, did you were did you like qualify to get in? Like, what kind of school was it? Oh no, it was a public school. Ah, sweet. Cool. Did you hoop it up on that court? Um, unfortunately, I, I wasn't that good. I was actually decent at basketball as a teenager. I really liked playing, but yeah, our basketball team was just way too good. I, I. I I wasn't half that good that I could make it on Lower Marion's team, <laughs> especially yeah. not their varsity. You could have been a manager or something, like a water boy or something. Yeah, I learned the hard way that when I did actually try out for the team my sophomore year, and wow, I could not believe the kind of aggression that the people who were they're trying out for the at tryouts had with their yeah. body. Like I'm like, and we're competitors. I played on my varsity team. I played the last three years. The first year I was a manager though. Always remember that. I was like a stat taker. Like I, I like sitting near the scoreboard. Like I'd be like doing, I was a scoreboard guy basically. And the scoreboard and the stat book guy. But yeah, I think during tryouts once some, 
I got knocked down by like two aggressive guys trying out and it felt like I was knocked down by giant medicine balls. I'm like, how do they do that with their bodies? <laughs> you like you got you got hit by some running backs or something. <laughs> it, it felt like what? Keep in shape, man. Definitely during tryouts. Oh my god. You know, everybody's got that feeling, you know, oh, I gotta make the team, I'm trying to make the cut. You know, I gotta be a cut above everybody else. That's I love that feeling, man. Yeah, but after seeing just how hard it was trying to get onto Lower Marion's basketball team, I was kind of relieved that I didn't make the team. I was just like during tryouts, I'm like, wow, this is just way too much. <laughs> Yeah, oh, yeah. you know, at that point, you got to decide, you know, am I going to continue with the athletic life or I'm going to try something else? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure you, you started getting into comedy about that time, did you? Well, funny enough, um, I was always more into theater than sports, but basketball was where I made an exception. And I did, in, for a couple of years in high school, I was on the wrestling team, but... Yeah, talk about a yeah a sport that hurts. Um, after I decided to quit after both those two years, getting slammed on my head a few too many times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would explain all the demented jokes you tell. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And talk about aggressive people, uh, athletes at the school. I remember this one kid on the team who was like super tiny but he was like the most vicious um aggressive guy you'll meet he had like a really short fuse i'll never forget once when because he found out i stole a lifesaver from him so he chased me downstairs and he gripped yeah. he gripped I think that guy is psychotic, bro. That oh. guy belongs at the mental institute. Oh, he was, and he literally, he gripped me up by the neck. I almost choked on, I choked on his lifesaver as he's gripping me up and was telling me he was going to literally rip my neck off if I took another one. What and Star Wars fans? What a, I don't, I guess you guys get kind of cutthroat about your, uh, your Star Wars uh, souvenirs. Um, no, this was a lifesaver candy. Oh, it was candy? Yeah, oh not a lifesaver. I said a lifesaver. It was a, yeah, a, a lifesaver. Philly Knights, uh, Philly Knights were just fucking, you guys were fucking nuts back then, man. Yeah, but. Philly's crazy, man. I, I hear it's, I hear even more horror tales in like New York or Boston. Oh, yeah. But yeah, what's it called? So uh, I took a lifesaver from his pack of lifesavers and he chased me downstairs. And that's why he gripped me up and choked me and told me he was going to literally rip my neck off again if I took one more. Wait, wait, you're saying lifesaver candy or lightsaber no, Star Wars? No, lifesaver candy. Oh. Yeah, it was all over a stolen... <laughs> Why would they? Why are they get upset if you take their candy? That sounds like some like second grade shit, man. Yeah, well, that's how in crazy this guy was, and he was so tiny, and I was literally afraid to go back upstairs to the gym for the rest of practice. And I told this other guy why I was afraid to come back in, and he told him he's like, 
yeah, he should be scared. Motherfucker stole from me. It's a crime to steal. That was his <laughs> response. <laughs> yeah, it was all yeah. over a saint. You gotta learn how to tell jokes and you know make people uh, make people laugh instead of fucking trying to stick you in a locker like Screech. But yeah, and the next day he was still pissed about it and still held a grudge over a single lifesaver. That's awful. I would never want to go to a school like that. That don't sound like no public school shit. Yeah. (laughs) Why do you think I never moved back after I finished college when I came down here? Yeah. So, yeah, how do you like living down there in Miami? Do you ever have any episodes where you feel like screech and and you gotta like, or you feel... How do you feel out there in Miami? Oh, I love it. I mean, um, but I've always been a much bigger fan of, like, a more urbanized environment. Like, um, and by that, I don't, um, I'm perfectly fine with living in the suburbs. But, yeah, I I would not want to live somewhere that's more rural, like, where you're not really near any major metro area, like, here in Broward County, in the Fort Lauderdale area, it's more suburban than Miami City proper, but um, it's still easy access to the big city and a lot of big city amenities around us. So, Do you take the lift a lot, the Uber lift, or are you just you just drive around? Um, uh, yeah, I drive around, but ironically enough, I actually actually took a uber to get here today because my car's been in the shop all day having a, its oil change oh shit yeah yeah uh, you'll get it back up you'll get it back up and running oh yeah well uh, they actually the, this is how nice and trusting of me the garages is they left it for me um with my key underneath the seat for me to pick up tonight once I leave here and um they know that I'm going to come back tomorrow to give up to pay for it yeah you'll get it back in no time for sure yeah um, yeah so uh you know I, let's uh let's try to do some comedy at the villain theater how how far is that from your area um, I would say, well, Lindsay's like really distracted now, but I would say it's about maybe a half hour from where we live. A half hour drive? Yeah, a half hour drive. Fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it looks like a cool spot, man. It'd be nice. And where do you, where do you open mics again? Where's the area and what's the name of it? Um, there's actually numerous different venues where I do open mic at, um, what's it called based and it keeps on changing. Like a lot of times there'll be rooms where they'll have a show for a while. It doesn't work out, gets discontinued, but then there's millions of other venues to choose from that on the same nights that also have open mics. So yeah, you basically. That's great. That's good to know. Uh, where do you go that's close to you? You said you're you're in Hollywood near Fort Lauderdale, Broward County. Is there any like open mics there? Uh yeah, there's tons. Um what's it called? I'm sure there's some going on tonight even, but yeah, I'm sure. Tr- well 
But, but yeah, my, one of my most consistent rooms and nights is Sunday night in Fort Lauderdale. We go to this Kava place called Shipwreckers. Do you know what Kava is? Um, I've, I've seen it on her podcast, on, on the podcast y'all do. Uh, but no, I've, I've never seen any pictures of it. So yeah, you know, I'm, I'm curious about the open mics out there and I, I am pretty uh, real and serious about moving out there. But yeah, I think you should, um, especially since, um, the comedy scene, I would say is significantly less stressful here than in New York because New York's like the, um, like to comedy, what NBA is to basketball players, it's like it's everybody trying to be the best of the best and one up one another. And here, I feel like there's a much more of a support group towards most people. That's good news. Yeah, I like knowing that. Um, how are the crowds though? Like, how how are your open mics? Like, how many people show up it's in the crowd? Well, depending on where you go. Yeah, it varies from room to room, like there, or even from week to week. Like there'll be certain rooms where one week the crowd will be terrible, the next week they'll be amazing, and then vice versa week after week. Shipwreckers, that's a cool spot to plug. You're you're promoting it. But yeah, in Kava. It's not alcohol. It's like a South Pacific herbal beverage where it, it's unique in that the effect it has. Um, it gives you like a body high, but not a mind high. So it's almost like smoking weed that doesn't affect your mind, but makes you st- makes your body lazy still. Dope. Yeah, I can't wait to get faded with you guys for real. Not going to lie, though, it does taste kind of nasty. It tastes like dirt water. Most people are given, yeah, are given slices of pineapple to, um, ch- to chase it down with after each gulp. I already did. Yeah, wherever there's, like, a crowd of, like, 15 or 20 people, I would love to do an open mic there, you know? Like, it doesn't have to be immediately, but if I came out there, it'd be nice to have, you know, a dozen people, maybe more. Wherever you know that has a place like that, I'm I'm ready to go out there. And the last room I did was last Thursday at this um Irish pub in um Fort Lauderdale. It's called Kelly Brothers. And um yeah, the show was hosted by a buddy of mine named Sean Mullins, who's this guy's amazing. He's like twenty-two and he's one of the most active people on the local scene. Oh, is he? I haven't heard of him. But, yeah, if you came down here, you would. But, yeah, he has, like, four rooms a week, at least, it seems like. And and what's it? Yeah, he keeps on finding more and more, and so many people show up to each one of his shows. Well, yeah, I mean, if if he's a a big-time guy, you know, then you should try to follow that lead. Yeah, I always told Dan that's the people he should be hanging out with are the people that are doing a lot of rooms weekly and that are getting good crowds that aren't as stiff. Yeah, Lindsay knows best, you know. I think it's good to follow her. She she knows which people to hit up and um, which mics to do. So I'm ready to like, follow your lead. I'm, I'm, I can't wait, actually. 
But the transportation, didn't you say you were scared about it? Are we on air right now? Um, well, actually, no, we're being, we're recording, but yeah, no, I haven't broadcasted it yet, just yet. Okay, you want to just talk, uh, just talk normally? Um, normally and funny? Yeah, we All can. Right. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm a bit worried about that, but, you know, I'm just, I realize, you know, they don't have income tax out there in Florida, but I bet I'm going to be paying everything just by Uber and Lyft prices. It seems like every day I'm going to be using that, the Uber. Because, yeah, if you could save up for, like, a cheap car or something, that would be your best bet. Because once you actually have a car, you get used, you kind of get used to the not-so-great public transportation here. Um Luckily, it's not it's not as spread out as like Southern Cali, especially LA. So you're not stuck in traffic forever. But um, yeah, I would try to save up to get possibly like a cheap used car if you could for when you move here. Yeah, you can actually get a pretty decent car for like thirty five hundred. Yeah, some even less than that. Yeah. And then insurance isn't even that bad. If you don't have a lot of DUIs and stuff like me, yeah, the insurance is like 125. I don't know if we can hear you from back there. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you fine. Um, yeah, like whenever you went to open mics, like I was imagining that, that we might roll together. You know, like I'd be not every time, but there'd be times that I would be down to like go to venues as you do. Oh yeah, absolutely. We could always carpool. Um. Yeah, what's it called? Lindsay has her own car, so she normally meets me at the venues. But um, yeah, we but you can definitely hitch a ride with either one of us each and every time. Cool. Ah, oh, I love it, man. Yeah, that would be great. You know, I I try to, you know, and I I think you have a keen eye for which places to go, so. I think that we'll have a great adventure for sure. But I think Dan needs to start. I know Dan is willing to travel far for good rooms. Like I've seen him travel 45 minutes for, for example, Taurus, you would travel far. I think you should start traveling far. You know, I, I actually showed uh, Ari Carl Remy and Ramon Garcia. Those are two guys that you should travel far to do, take classes with at the improv where there's actually bricks on the wall. Yeah. yeah, I don't know about taking classes, but yeah, I'd, you know, I'd love to go to the improv. That's like your that's like your laugh factory out there. Yeah, it is. That's where you should go. You need to talk to them. And if you don't want to talk, I can always call them. And honestly, I, I definitely want to talk to them. You got like you got stars as friends. I, I really wanna I want to be involved with your social circle. And funny enough, I actually do take well unofficial private classes but with somebody who's not actually a comedian himself but who's a good buddy of mine in LA who was a child star back in the 80s and 90s um do you, uh, you grew up in you were born in the 80s raised in the 90s right uh, what were you born in the 80s raised in the 90s like myself um. Uh, yeah, for the most part, my sisters are older than me, though. So like, I kind of like I grew up when I when I was younger. They were older than me, so I was like watching a lot of stuff. You're like a that they older than him. From young age, 
Um, but yeah, East Coast for sure. I'm, I'm Brooklyn, baby. But but yeah, I was gonna ask. Um, you might be too young. Do you remember that Nickelodeon show? Salute your shorts. Nah. Yeah, he's, he's you're you're ten years older than him. Do you remember? Um, you've seen Terminator too, right? Yeah, I actually heard your podcast about it. I really enjoyed that one. I liked you were talking about like child stars like Edward Furlong and you mentioned um you mentioned the Terminators and it brought me back, man. Do you remember in the yeah. first half hour of the second one his his best friend with the red mullet on the dirt bike? The Yeah, I remember that podcast. Yeah, it was like some other dude that wasn't Edward Furlong, right? Yeah, his best friend in the first half hour who had the red mullet, and he was uh, he had the dirt bike. Um, but yeah, that's a good. His name's Dan. Yeah, his name's Danny Cooksey. He's a good friend of mine. He lives in LA, and each week we meet via Skype, and he helps me write new material. Awesome. Uh, it's a good friend to have. Yeah, man. I like your clique. I like your crew. I'm sure you would remember him from, um, he was the voice of Stoop Kid in that one episode of Hey Arnold. I don't know these shows. Uh, what was that? Schwarzenegger or something? No, Hey Arnold. That was a cartoon on Nickelodeon in the late 90s. Ah. <laughs> uh. I thought you saw talking about like Terminator, like a spinoff. Yeah, and he was the voice of Montana Max and Tiny Toon Adventures. You're probably too young to remember that, too. Well, how do you know all these people, man? Jesus. Um, him, I actually, funny enough, um, met on randomly on one of the '90s Nickelodeon fan pages on Facebook. I'm part of where Salute Your Shorts was my all-time favorite kids show besides Saved by the Bell. That was my other all-time favorite. Um, but yeah, and so I, I wrote a post and I was describing like every detail of every episode so in-depthly. Then out of the blue, I see him comment on my posts and he goes, ha ha ha, you remember more than I do. And he was starred on it. <laughs> and so I'm like, holy shit, it's one of my childhood idols. Like, you know, like voice actors and, well, like, he, you know, characters from like all these. Your podcast is perfect for your knowledge. Thank you. And you know the awful, awful kid, right? Oh, uh, yeah. Well, he, well, um, Ari wanted to know who the awful, awful kid was. That was on, that was a salute your shorts character. But yeah, I'm friends with him too. I'm friends with two of the main cast members from that show. And the girl from all that. Did you message her? Oh yeah. Well, um, he she's talking about this girl Lori Beth Denberg who starred on the show All That in the nineties. But yeah, um, her I I I don't actually know personally. I'm Facebook friends with her, and I've interacted with her briefly. But um, yeah, I haven't actually um interacted for a while with her yet. Like I have some of the others. Yeah, you get so much, uh, so much participation from people. I, I definitely one of my favorite oh, podcasts yeah. was with Alex Vincent because he was so professional. He was one of my faves. 
I think so. Oh, yeah. You you know, that that really caught my eye. You know, I saw your Instagrams and I saw the uh, comedian pictures and I was like, wow, I didn't know so many stars was going, was was swimming in the waters in Miami. My God, I got to go see what that's about. Yeah, they all come here. It's Miami. What do you think? <laughs> but yeah, coming up on the three and a half minute mark, um, the, is there any... Um, crucial questions that either you wanted to ask Ari or Ari that you wanted to ask us? Myself? Um, I have three minutes left. If okay, you want so, anyone to check out your new fake Instagram that you just made four days ago, your Facebook, anything? Plug? Are we on air right now? Yeah. We're, we're only three minutes, so we're asking you if there's yeah, anything you want to say. The clock's running down, so... <laughs> okay. Um, I don't know. Uh, yeah, most of my friends follow my stuff on Facebook. Uh, Ari Temple, A-R-I-T-E-M-P-L-E. Um, yeah, I have an Instagram, Ari.teacher24. Uh but mostly just uh, check my stuff on on Facebook and and you have you YouTube. You have uh, stand up YouTube. Um, yeah, the stand up that I have you can find on my Facebook profile. Okay. On my on my public views, and I also put it on my Instagram too. I have a new Instagram handle. I'm coming to Miami. My fucking IG is Antonio Montana Mania ninety five. And I got lots of pictures there and uh, links in the comments of my videos as well as audio. So if anyone's curious about what kind of jokes I draw, you can find it there. Your jokes are amazing. He does, uh, he does the same jokes as you almost. They're oh, a lot the same. You heard some of my stuff? Yeah, you sent it to me. I listened, I listened really? to the first five minutes. And remember you said something about being Jewish and eating Chinese food. And I'm like, wow, it sounds like Dan's comedy. <laughs> yeah, we all got that. We came, we came from the same uh, tribe there. <laughs> but yeah, definitely, yeah. I would let um, advertise I was your... living in China. I'm eating Chinese food every day, and I'm watching a movie. It's Christmas every day. Woo! I would advertise yourself to... <laughs> and if you need help with promoting yourself down here, I... I can send any advertisements of you down here to like any of the big comics on the scene down here that I know, and I'll do my best to try to help you transition into the scene down here. Yeah, I'm, I love that, man. Uh, you know, I'm just going to focus on that one spot. I'm going to try to get up in that villain theater and I'll try, I'll roll with you to the open mics and but most of all, from a personal side, I'm I'm trying to get everything situated with the work and the and the housing thing. But uh, I'm ready to make this jump. And thanks to you guys, especially Lindsay, and uh, this cool podcast. You know, it gives me great reason to come out there. Well, it was it's been such a pleasure having you on this episode, and to everybody um, listening, yeah. um. This concludes another episode of Vanilla Weiss and the Nostalgic Nerds. And in a few months or whenever, our very special guest tonight is able to get his way, find his way down to Miami. First look for him at the Villain Theater. And 
Thank you, Lindsay Denee White, for joining us once again. Of course, as always. I love you guys. Peace out.